Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And me, Robbie. And uh, this uh, week, this episode in episode 14, it is our return of our retrospective feature where for the next couple of weeks, we will be looking at each part of the Final Destination franchise. So we're going to see you each Monday and we're going to be talking uh, through our thoughts on the Final Destination series and ending with a kind of where we think the series could go next and what needs to happen to kind of keep it fresh. Yeah, kind of rumblings that will take us forward in the franchise because it is one of those where some people maybe felt like by the time it got to the, the fifth one, it kind of made its way. But... There is a reboot out there for the future, isn't there? Yeah, I've so, heard there's a reboot. But... So I think that's what kind of brought us back <laughs> in here, thinking yes. But also because, frankly, it is one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite horror franchises. It's one of the ones that, when I was younger, I I loved this franchise. It was the one one of the ones I was most drawn to, and the ones I wanted to see the most. Well, it's a strange kind of series because, like um, I said this on our Twitter. I don't if you follow our Twitter. Um, it's it's a it's a very odd film in that it's a film it's a franchise like you said we've got five films but there's no kind of central antagonist or protagonist yeah and there's addict i know a lot of horror movies do get derived for having the same plots or being extremely similar hmm. but these films literally pretty much have the same plots yeah, throughout they each do. one they do they do so it'd be interesting to kind of get stuck in and to talk about it and to to kind of yeah get into the nitty-gritty of it really they they are they are kind of the they're just i think they are a repeating but it's kind of like it's a fun ride that not all horrors can live up to as much of fun it is they do become pure entertainment value yeah it's only only certain ones in the franchise that really think about it a bit more like than just the surface level of who's dying next, how they're going to die in the coolest way they can think of kind of thing. Yeah, the films do become very formulaic very quickly. Yes, it's um, a very... Um, but I think it is one of those things where... But it is one of those films where a lot of horror films... Yes, I'd lo- I love to see any horror film in the cinema, but I think Final Destination is one of those where a group of people want to go with their friends to go and see Final Destination because you want the reaction together for the first time. You want that reaction. And as we're going to get into today, like... Final Destination, the first one that we'll be talking about today from 2000, is the, it has, like, there's what there's one definite which I think just everyone remembers the first time they saw that, because even though it should seem completely obvious, it was literally like, what the fuck? And we'll come back <laughs> yeah. to that later. But there was, I think, I mean, the, <laughs> the whole of the first film I remember very fondly. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you'd listened to any of our previous episodes, um, uh, particularly our first episode where we're talking about our, our horror mo- horror memories and what kind of got us into it. I always remember going to a video shop and renting horror films. Yeah. And this was one of the films that I actually remember renting with my parents mm. uh, and watching it as a family, uh, <laughs> and particularly the first one. So I was a bit about eight years old, eight, nine years old, depending on when it came out. No, it would have been eight because it was yeah. 2000. It was 2000, <laughs> yeah. so work out. <laughs> That's one blunder. Um, and we are trying a new mic because obviously we're not back in the studio. So we're unsure if we're actually recording into the mic or if we're recording into the laptop. But we won't know until we find out. The sound (laughs) test sounded okay either way, so hopefully it sounds as nice on your end. Yeah, Yeah. so um, just to kick us off, what have you been been watching recently? 
So uh, there was, we, we talk about this, what we've been watching. I swear, every time we talk about it, everything that I should talk about that I've watched just goes out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, right, well, what random crap did I watch like a night ago or something like that? So I've talked uh, talked about before about, well, in terms of TV, it's still ER because it's 15 seasons long and yeah. I've been working through that. So that that's an interesting watch. But in terms of uh, films and stuff like that, trying to, get through a few more um but i did watch uh i watched godzilla versus king kong oh, i'm king watching it on friday i can't oh, wait yeah it's it, it's uh no spoilers no spoilers <laughs> no spoilers don't worry. <laughs> um but yeah and to be fair it's, it's only just been released so uh maybe we'll have some more thoughts on that later but um do really well in the kind of box office from what it, I've heard. it is doing really well at the box office it's made like 300 million which for a Pande- the pandemic era box office is mad money that it's yeah. made 300 worldwide no film has made 300 worldwide since i think bad boys for, for life yeah in march last year and i'm, I'm sure apart I read that, from maybe china yeah. like ch- china only films yeah um everywhere else is nothing no one's made anything like that like the the last film that made like even a bit of like money i think something like the crudes 2 has been <laughs> Your has been like film. in the top 10 of the box office for weeks and it's only made something like 60 odd million or something yeah. like that like that and that was doing well in yeah. this era well i'm so, sure king of monsters did like made 380 million or something I and that was obviously it made so like, it was a it? it was a bit of a yeah it was a bit of a disappointment though for them yeah that's why they kind of shifted and changed and it was already going to be pushed back this one because I think there were a few little alter tweaks they wanted to make that was different than the approach yeah. of King of Monsters. I still I still enjoyed that film. I like King, but of lots Monsters, of people like, didn't. In the box office, wasn't quite as big. But that one made over the three day weekend. That one made like forty five million. Yeah. Whereas King Kong Skull Island had made something like seventy or eighty million, and the first Godzilla had made something like. 80 or 90 million that yeah. kind of numbers so that was already seen as oh that's quite a drop off from the last godzilla and king kong yeah um so they kind of like yeah they kind of thought about that and it didn't make quite as much money but this con- even in this era just in the cinema profits that's not like any of the streaming because obviously in america it's been released at the same time on hbo max mm. but the um the money for uh, King Kong vs. Swing, it's made 50-ish million in five days. Same. Obviously, so the f- the last one made in three days. So it did make that money quicker. But for this era, to make that is pretty damn good. So it's off to a good start. The film is, the film is pretty good. It's, yeah. it's not it's not amazing. It's, it's exa- It should be exactly what you're expecting to be. And that's it. I just want to see giant... If you've Kaiju's got in without, fighting. if you haven't heard anything about any little things, then you'll go in nice and clean, and there'll be a few little like, ah, oh, awesome, badass. Um, it is still a case of, and it's the problem with the other ones is, um, this one goes a bit more sci-fi, a little nice. bit more sci-fi than the other ones. Which, yeah, it, it, it like I thought kind of it has some parts that really work, and I'm trying not to say any anything about the plot here. Um, it has some parts that really work. But the characters are still the human characters are still a major part of the problem here. That's why I could have happily watched this film, and King Kong is more than you know interactive enough and things like that. That to be honest, I could actually watch this film and not give a shit. Like I could have had a couple of humans occasionally say some dialogue just to keep us on track. And apart from that, fuck it, they just let them get on with the story they're by scrap. themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're more than enough to get through that. And um, so yeah, that's really. Um, 
it is the humans, but it for me, it was of all the three films, the humans have got the weakest they've got in this film. I don't know why. There's just something about it which was just kind of like, well, that doesn't make sense. And why the hell are we doing that? And you know, what I mean, these kind of things. And yeah. Why are you traveling to there? And it just, they're not likable. So is it a globe trotting adventure? It is a bit of a globe trotting adventure. Nice. And it's very, I will say, it is more, way more King Kong than Godzilla, though. Godzilla okay. gets the short stick here. I he love is, Godzilla. Man. Yeah. So. He is kind of like in the in the back. He is in the background a bit more. We get we you will be root. You find yourself more rooting, even though I really like Godzilla. So I was still there, like no, yeah, you, you <laughs> must you must enjoy Godzilla, not just King Kong. Like uh, Charlotte was saying to me, like oh, I'm really I'm really rooting for King Kong. I was like, yeah, that's because he's got all of the story, but plot. He's got most of the plot here. So yeah, give Godzilla some. I think too fair. I guess Godzilla's had two films to kite King Kong yeah. one. So King Kong deserved a little bit more screen time he, to build him up. Kong kind of is the underdog in a way. Isn't he it? is compared yeah. to, to compared to Godzilla. But yeah, there's some nice twists and turns. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a solid. I think we've we've just you've just signed up to the um, rate, rating site. Yeah, I have uh, the letterbox. Letterboxed. I blanked. I had the <laughs> box. I couldn't remember <laughs> the letters. <laughs> the letters. Um, but letterbox, and I did put my I put my rating on there, which I think was possibly a solid three stars. Nice, right okay. in the middle. Yeah. So it's a, it was a middle one for me. Um, it would have been a bit more if I could give a shit about any of the characters. Yeah. but I just really didn't. Some of them are just really annoying. So, yeah. what about you? What you've been watching? Funnily enough, um, so. It actually does relate to this episode and this film series in particular, but I didn't plan for this at all. Um, <laughs> so I've been watching The X Files. Oh, The X Files. Yes. <laughs> so I've been, I watched my way through uh, Parts of Rex. I've just been watching something called Ultimate Beastmaster, which is just pretty easy, I'm just about <laughs> climbing and, you know, people uh, like gladiators, but yeah. kind of like from <laughs> around the world. Um, and then I've just been, yeah, I've just been getting stuck into X Files because I've always I've watched episodes and I've tried to watch it, mm. uh, but I always had my brother had them on DVDs and I used to hate having to change them and you know <laughs> always losing DVDs and stuff yeah. like that. But they're they're on a streaming service, so I've just started working my way through them. I was about uh, to ask which stream. Yeah. Are watching can it? we say? I, don't know. <laughs> I think we can, um, we can say a stream. Yeah, we're not going to get. Serious. We're not the BBC. <laughs> yeah, we're not the BBC. Um, on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime and Unwind. Um, and I've just caught up to where I actually watched it years ago. So I'm watching like a fresh one. It's got um, Brad Dorif or Dorif still in it. He's yeah. in like this one episode. I'm still on the first season, but it's so good. And I said why it kind of relates to this film, because it was, you know, the whole the the script for this film was originally Final yeah. Destination was actually originally supposed to be an episode of the X-Files. Yeah. Um, so I think, it, you know, it, it does turn it around quite well. And I only learned that a couple of days ago after watching the first one and doing a bit of background reading on it. And yeah. obviously this film, compared to the, the rest of the sequels that come, um, it does follow a bit more of a... It, it, I could see it being an episode of the X-Files. Yeah. And there's the two FBI people in there, which I would have loved if it was Mulder and Scully. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Yeah, no, that's... Um, I, I, I've, I've really wanted to revisit the X-Files as well. Um, 
I, I watched some of it when I was younger. I watched some of the rebooted version yeah. that it happened in the last few years, which was a bit more disappointing. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, but the early stuff was all really good. Me and you, between ER and X Files, we're just living, we're <laughs> just living our ni- uh, the nineties life. Aren't we? Yeah, we're living the nineties. <laughs> Going back in time, and here we are, nineties yeah. to early two thousand with Final Destination. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell yeah. us about it. Um, Kick us so off, yeah, um, as you just talked about the X Files thing. Well, um, Final Destination, made in 2000 and directed by James Wong, who, that, that didn't sound right, James Wong, yeah. <laughs> who uh, was also a producer, writer, and director for X-Files. Yeah. So that's how he kind of came aboard this. There's a lot of people from the X-Files that are actually on all over this, including yeah. the musical score. Um, that was also um, from the, uh, the, the person who does the musical score is also from the X-Files. And Jeffrey Riddick, who is the creator, story by and screenplay, as well as James Wong and Glenn Morgan, uh, they did that together. But Jeffrey Riddick is the one who came up with that original concept yeah. for and then, an X Files episode. Yeah. But then later he was told, why don't you try to make this into a story for the screen? And then it built from there, and he started. Yeah, he started uh, going around to different places and seeing if anyone was interested. And then people who were on his sh- who were on the X Files show going kind of like, I like this concept, I like the idea. So he is kind of the creator, the overseer of the franchise. I believe he's been part or executive yeah. or throughout all of them, um, kind of a little bit. He's the only one that's really stayed with the franchise as it went along. But then I guess it is his little baby that's making him probably plenty of money. So. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, yeah, that coin. Um, yeah, uh, it was made on a. Uh, do you want to... Yeah, so it was made on a uh, twenty-three million dollar budget, um, and it made pretty pretty good. Uh, one hundred and twelve point nine million, so yeah. almost one hundred and thirteen million. Um, Which for horror is, as we know, is good. That's a it good, uh, very good, good amount to hit. Hit uh, over a hundred million in America is not like that. Although this was a mixture of American and. International. It was Canadian as well, wasn't it? I believe because I know Devon Sauer. Sauer. Yeah, it, he's the, Canadian actor. Yeah, the main guy. The main Alex. The main yeah, character. the main Alex. Yeah, and that's why this is kind of such an interesting film for me, ideally, to talk about because we enter into this, um, you know, whole um, prospect of we're, we're having a film, but it doesn't have a, a central antagonist. No, it's not something that. It's not like a, tra- a traditional slasher film where they're trying to get away from something. It's not like, uh, you know, um, there, there isn't any identifiable no, there isn't, enemy. There, there isn't. So, like, this was when researching about it with, as mentioned about James Wong and Jeff. Jeff Riddick, when he came to it, the thing that drew other people in who had a little bit more clout and a little bit to get this film made was the fact that they were drawn in by the dread that was built into the idea of that we never see that. There is no Michael Myers, you know, there is no ghost face. It is, yeah. you never see it. And the main thing that drawn James Wong to the film as well was, as long as we never show, then this is interesting because this is something that hasn't really been done often. Yeah, I would say for me, the thing that always linked with this franchise was um, The Omen. Yeah. I always thought about the omen because the omen never really had. You had Damien, but Damien wasn't, you know, jumping on people's back or hanging them from things. Damien was just there as this like outside power, yeah, kind of killer. And I always like, I always thought, I always, I think I saw Final Destination before I saw the omen. So I was when I thought of the omen, I was remember thinking, 
uh, the, the the reporter in the first film. I don't know how well you remember the very, know. very vaguely. Do I um, remember the definitely? The so to revisit, they are great. The, the first one, at least, is a great yeah. film. But the um, the reporter in that film, he gets a whole kind of a very Final Destination style death where. So it falls over, it knocks over a car that has, oh, has the cuts, glass. The yeah. glass comes down and cuts his head off. It's very Final Destination. Yeah, and to is. me, I always in my head, there's no link, there's no one out there saying it. But for me, I was always like, I wonder if anyone got ideas from, from the from Omen that. for Final Destination. Because there is. Because the, the deaths are so very. There's kind the of, lightning bolt hitting you know, the rod. And it almost is death because it is, it's meant to be like, you know, the devil, God, death he is yeah. in, intercepting on behalf of Damien, who the little bastard wants to stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, that that was always a little link for me because it's the only time I could think of where there was a horror that wasn't really at least a horror that's so close to almost being like a slasher or a like a saw yeah. like a body gore kind of thing, like yeah. gore which isn't so not as much in this one as it later on it becomes yeah. a little bit more about the gore than it does about the characters. This one, yeah. what makes this one so nice is that it is a bit more character based. Yeah, and I think it's a completely straight. It's it's a very strange notion for a film to have, and this is this is just something that I kind of noticed whilst watching it. But you, in you know, in something such as Friday the Thirteenth or a traditional slasher film, you're escaping somebody who's trying to cause you kind of like a premature death. Yeah, but in Final Destination, like you're you're trying to escape death's plan yeah but you're always going to die yeah you have no you can't live forever like if you you know if you if you manage to survive from crystal lake then you'll live a life yeah, you're, but not you're going to you're die not, you know once you get away from there and you know after some counseling yeah you, uh, <laughs> you don't expect then jason to just pop back up again like you know there yeah. he is um not always the case there are some horrors where some. that does happen there are you some, know? but this is kind of like it's a it, it it's almost like these where these people are you're going to die you're a human yeah. being you're going to die and it's like these people are almost just extending the body clock yeah you know? it, it, it is it that is. it's just that i mean i mean i, I would say that technically i feel like this the first one um and possibly the second one um that does kind of play up the fact that it's not such so doom and gloom there is ideas that this could be ways out of it. Obviously, they all try to work out a way to beat death and things like that. But the first two... Now, the first the original, the, the first one doesn't necessarily, but it does kind of give... It, it gives ideas of how they could try to beat it. And it was kind of all came down to... And I, I want to come back to this later, is yeah. how they changed the film. They, they originally didn't, ex didn't plan to end it on such a... Right you're fucked there's no yeah. way for you to escape this originally it was meant to have a more definitive and i don't know if you've seen the alternate ending, no i haven't but the alternate ending was a very we'll different concept end, yeah. so we'll build towards that well we kick off with the start of the film then. the because, start of that film yeah because there's um i mean some of the people we've got in it uh Devin, I can't pronounce his last name. Devin. I think Devin Sawyer. I Sawyer, maybe as as kind of our lead protagonist, Alex, Alex. a young Ali Lata. Um, it's which, clear. It's I, clear. It is clear. I kept saying Claire, but in yeah, I, I have we have I have gone through and what I watched all of these films and in in a, in a row and 
it does say in the second one, she does mention what, and the other actress does call her Clear. I, I went yeah. back and checked because I was like, is it Claire or is it Clear? And she says Clear. So I'm going to go with Clear. It is Clear because it's, it's clear. written down. But yeah. I only noticed that in the second one. I always thought it was Claire. I always thought it was Claire. And Claire makes and more sense. If you're listening to this now, you might be like, why are they saying Claire, Claire, Claire? It, clear. Clear. Or rivers. Claire. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. Um, we've got Kerr Smith as Carter Horton, a alum of our... Uh, my bloody valentine remake <laughs> and you know I, I like that dude he's a good one. um and then i'd say what and then we start to get say uh we've got we've got kirsten claw as valerie luton who is the uh the teacher yeah uh we've got daniel roebuck as agent ween we've got roger Gur smith as agent shrek who again you get quite a fair amount of screen time compared to most police throughout this film and then we've got other characters here. I'm just going to say, we've got Sean William Scott, who's obviously noticeable as Billy Hitchcock. Yeah. Um, we've got Amanda Detmer as Terry Cheney. And we've got Chad E. Dunwell as uh, Todd Wagner. And I think that will do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then obviously we've got Tony Todd. Tony Todd, of course. As the kind of... Tony Todd, awesome. Mortician. <laughs> uh, just that. Um, yeah. It's hard sometimes to tell with him whether he's an embodiment of some kind of death or he's there for God. Oh, he's, he's just like, there. Oh, he's just as the, the coroner, cameo, the creepy yeah. guy. It's a weird one. I think he was it? purely there just to be the creepy voice, to give that yeah. speech, to just be like... And then I think eventually they were just like, oh, we like paying people like Tony like, Tom. Yeah. Works. Let's do that. Um, give a, you know, talk talk over kind of a brief summary. Because I imagine most people have seen Final Destination by now. And it's I mean, hard, yeah, yeah, we're going to talk through it bit by bit, but... the so just to make the basic thing basic uh, that uh somewhat uh alex browning our main character he uh has a premonition the premonition is that he and all of his friends are going to die in a plane crash on flight 180. um he manages to get them off of the plane only some of them of the class of 40. um and the plane explodes yeah and following that they think that life's just you know crap you know that life's just like they've just been lucky to survive and then his friend todd dies in an apparent suicide, suicide. and then step by step more and more of them we won't go into that now because more and more of them begin to die in more and more ways and alex and claire and some of the others start to tag along as well once they accept it begin to try and work out how can we stop death's plan yeah as creepily told by tony todd that he seems to know that death has a plan <laughs> yeah um and, and uh, that's basically the main point we don't want to go into this because no. we're gonna we'll talk through the specifics yeah. so um so, so the, film, the film generally has quite a dark tone um, does, from the yeah. opening i think it, it does have a good sense of kind of dread within it from yeah. the whole film there's a and the opening credit sequence, I, I quite like with all of the little, there's, there's some little hints of things that yeah. come in the film. There's some little plain bits, there's some bits of like paper bit that you see, but there's that creepy like uh, skeleton kind of hanging down. I don't know. It's, yeah, creepy. That, it's weird. It's just a weird. It like, made no sense why he had it in his room. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know why his room is littered with some of the stuff it is. Um, I think yeah. Alex is just a bit of a weird dude. Um, yeah. But we kind of open with those kind of like the, the rain and the lightning and the all of that kind of stuff to kind yeah. of give you this is a dreaded film this is dark yeah those kind of things that kind of pop through <laughs> yeah as we then learn as then we meet alex and things like that which is a nice thing we get in this one is that um we get a lot of moments with him before they actually get on the, the flight yeah. 
which is something that is a bit different within going the, forward. Within the I mean, there's no way for us to talk about a retrospective without kind of talking towards what happens later, like later on. Not actually specifics, but that in later fran- in the franchise, it pretty much opens directly where yeah. they're going to die, and basically, where this is going to happen. And there's only small amounts of the kind of foreboding of it. Yeah. Whereas one thing that you know I really liked within uh within the first final destination is we see uh kind of we have this opening of Alex struggling to sleep and all of you know it kind of does slowly build a sense of dread. And when he's kind of getting his stuff ready to go to the airport, you see these things such as, you know, his uh he has the he keeps the tag on his suitcase and yeah. it's like, well, his mum says, why do you keep it on? He says, it's for good luck. And she rips it rips off and off. he gets a feeling. His dad keeps saying, you know, you're going to Paris with your friends. You've got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. And you could see Alex is kind of picking up these. He's already signals, acting yeah. a bit agitated. Um, I wouldn't say agitated is the right word. He's no, he's not. No, he's just kind of, you, you know, you just, you just notice that he's thinking this is a bit weird. At times. Yeah. He's yeah. like a little something. He's not, doesn't build too much until he gets into the airport. Yeah. Then he starts to notice a few more things and he starts to go, mm, this is a bit weird. Yeah, because <laughs> a little bit. All of the terminal but boards are flashing. I think, like anyone would, it is a case of he just kind of looks at it and goes, mm, yeah, I'm working. Whatever. He kind of gets on with his day. He doesn't really yeah. fit. Like, it doesn't, it's not like an opening of where he's like, every little sign, he's like, what is that? What? He's not reading into it that much. No. He's just kind of like, oh, that's a bit weird for a second. Um, and then, um, yeah, as he gets to the airport, and he gets given a flyer by the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the, I, I don't know what what was he say? Death is, is. I don't know, but he's like death is not the end. Death is not the end. And then he all of the signs as he's going yeah. to board and pass, and it also starts to say cancel, delay, cancel, delay, as like and his says cancel, delay, cancel, like kind of an idea that everything soon is going to get wires. Why are all the flights soon going to be cancelled or delayed? Because yeah. uh, what is coming? Well, I uh, saw that as an idea of telling him to cancel and telling him to delay yeah cancel, to be delay, like stop don't yeah. go ahead yeah um and then obviously the uh the last behind the flight who, who's doing the ticket says you know oh your flight number or your departure time is the same as your day of birth and yeah there's kind of all these weird things that are kind of building up which work really well in this film because it probably you know probably takes a good 15 20 minutes before anything really before the before, before things that, happen yeah um whereas i think in the second film i think it was within about five ten minutes you get you get a little happened. bit of that one and then literally like say if i jump to say the fourth film you just literally they're already there yeah <laughs> they're just there like it's better your premonition within the first five minutes and then yeah. you're into it so like it does this 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 focus on this film has got a much more this is a much more from the sequels it is a much more kind of intimate it's much more about the characters and how they're reacting to it than just being about the death yeah solely it does have a lot more scenes and you get to know todd his yeah. best friend i really like his friend todd yeah I think he's pretty you have that character. weird there's like two different shitting scenes in this film. <laughs> like, there's yeah, two there scenes is. where people are like sat on toilets or things like that <laughs> really, uh, they've got a bit of a thing about that but yeah that whole like shitting scene which i i, I remembered it i remember that scene for sorry i don't know why <laughs> i remember the scene of them talking about need to go for a shit i couldn't remember what the reasoning was which was purely that they didn't want their they didn't two want the, hot girls yeah, to walk in after they dropped them yeah yeah basically i remember being a bit confused but i don't think i really got that when i was younger <laughs> I do remember what, like, when I was younger, I 
watch this at my dad's house. This is another one where whenever I go to my dad, I basically sneak a film that I yeah. can watch. And this was one of those. And I just remember just being sat there. But this is one of those films that is like the first time you watch it. I don't like, I don't think you're necessarily expecting what's coming. I and mean, that's what was so refreshing about it. The, at least the first time you see this film. Yeah, anyway. definitely. It was very, when it came out, I, I, I thought it, it was, it was a very fresh film. Yeah. Um, so like I said, we, we rented it as a family from, from the video shop and we watched it and every the only i mean the, there was a lot i i i misremembered about it so mm. i remembered the teacher being a lot more kind of a, as a mate matriarchal figure or maternal figure for for the for alex particularly mm. um and there were certain bits i did you know i didn't remember and i don't i didn't remember enjoying it as much as i did when i watched it more recently yeah. um but I remembered all of the deaths because they they really did stick with me. There was something about yeah. it. They were, I mean, to, later on they become a lot more unrealistic. But these ones potentially could happen. They weren't, you know, they weren't overly elaborate. They were just they do they do yeah. play it. They do. I think this is what this is what as a franchise makes this um, it makes it so so scary um, is the fact that when they stay fairly realistic it is all things that you are legitimately scared could happen to you yeah it's it's snowing outside <laughs> so it was, yeah so it was sunny earlier and now it's snowing yes our british weather at the moment it can't decide if it wants yeah. to be boiling hot or if it wants to be cold it literally is like lounge yeah. around um yeah so um pushing forward we also meet claire and we meet todd's brother is also on the flight um we meet there's more than just the one teacher um yeah. as you said about her being she's not really metrical and she's not really caring or and she's kind of like i don't know she's got a bit of a free like easier going kind of teacher she kind of tells off the the buddha monk whatever he is yeah like don't, talk, know, to don't talk to my students <laughs> yeah um imply kick your ass yeah um we get the sense that clear is very um the more bookish worm, she's kind of quiet. No one really yeah. like, remembers her kind of thing. We we get an idea of what each of these characters are. They don't. Over, I mean, apart, I would say apart from the jock, um, which is obviously Kerr, Kerr Smith, yeah. Kerr Smith. That none of them seem to really fit into kind of that stereotypical. No, they don't. Um, it's a very nineties film. It is a very nice film. it is a very nice film. Quite alternative. Our lead character Alex is is quite is quite layered. Alex, though, because yeah, think... he goes through a kind of transition period. Like, you don't quite know what he is. You don't know if he's like, he's not a geek and he's not a, you know, what I mean, he yeah. very much falls into that kind of, as we said, you know, almost, I don't even know how I would describe him, but how, yeah. what, what I would put him into. But he's just we, a middle of the road kind of guy, isn't Which he? is nice, but we see him mentally, psychologically go for a journey. Which is good. Which is good, which we don't see played up again in the sequel no, we don't so see much. it to the extent that we see no. it here um and obviously uh sean williams scott as um what's his name billy hitchcock which is which is nice because he had already been in he'd be it was stiff that's it what was i remember nice. him from yeah and it was nice that he was actually getting to play and i think i i think i read that he he, he actually he went for this part as one of those first choices post-american by purely because it was the exact opposite of Stephen Siffler. Which yeah. it is. He is the he is he's the bullied one. He yeah. like Stifler would be more into the bully, you know, not necessarily, but you know, the funny thing, John, yeah. but he's a, he's kind of a bully weird character. Whereas Billy Hitchcock, 
Pierre is he's pure, one, yeah. he is the one bullied. He gets pushed around. He's a bit of a wimp. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, the, and that is, that felt so strange for me because <laughs> I was even when I was watching this, it it it's so hard to not see him in that stifler role. You know? Yeah, it is. And he was I mean he was good in the film. No, he plays it perfectly. Apparently the character was written they, they when he came on to go for it they were like you can have the part even though it was written as a it was written as a fat guy yeah which makes it better that they chose him though because otherwise i feel like that would have been a very easy to go for some you know big lad yeah and be like right you're the bullied kid you're the wimp yeah definitely that would have been like okay so that is a stereotype yeah but the second you put someone who's known for being the complete opposite of that it actually works as like yeah actually it, yeah there just you go. Work, there's a bit more layer yeah. to it, even though it is weird <laughs> to see him doing it Definitely. um so let's get to um past the shitting scene yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're doing that and then they need to, to, to rush to to get on the plane they they all gather onto the plane and then alex uh, as we all get there uh todd's brother starts to point out how fucked up it would be for anything to happen anyway, because people are a little yeah, bit nervous like about a, the flight. There's a baby on the plane. And yeah, there's it's a disabled. You'd have to be pretty plane. fucked up, and then he turns yeah. the corner. And the disabled guy is like, "You have to be really fucked That's up." Fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> God, to bring this plane down. Which yeah. is nice. So we get a few moments where like Todd doesn't want to give up his seat because the hot girls want to sit next to him in yeah. the seat, but actually coming across a bit of a dick, and then Alex ruins his plans and <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff, and then we notice that Alex is starting to pick up on a few weird things that happen yeah like the table dropping and the chair um just the the way that different people are reacting around around him he, he starts to pick up little things that are like mm, what's going on here not not there's not too many little like oh this 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 but there's enough that he's kind of a little bit like oh this is this is a bit weird yeah um and yeah as the premise as we uh, as we go forward we get the um as we go forward, we get to the um, the plane starting to take off and everyone's kind of in their positions now, ready to go. And then it does quite quickly go into the crash, because, which makes sense, because as we find out later, it is only moments after. Uh, it is only moments after they uh, go off that we find out uh, what has happened. We find out that it, it goes into the sky and suddenly things are shaking. Uh, the whole at first they think oh that's just a bit of turbulence and then everything things are falling people get smacked on the head with like boombox falling yeah. down there's, um, there's a lot, isn't there? the the teacher uh, one of her students is the side of the plane disappears and one of them gets dragged out and thrown out visually it's it's brilliant it, it works so well i can tell why it would scare the shit out of anyone of going on a flight for a while yeah because it literally is like it's all of your worst fears because you see it piece by piece you see people get dragged out you see people get smacked on the head you've seen people get thrown across the the aisle um and you see um you see as alex starts seeing the people around him him start to die get you know, uh, part of the plane at the side blows up. Yeah. And he gets blasted apart. Someone gets like blasted apart. You see blood splatter. You get a thing. You don't necessarily get to see every single person die that clearly. Like, no, you can't no. necessarily. You see like sparks fire at one point, and then it starts to build and the plane explodes. And you see Alex literally burning. burning. Yeah. Uh, which is a really nice effect because you see the skin bubbling. Yeah. You see his face one, like literally yeah. bubbling away. Um, and I know from the, the background special effects of that is that it was all it was all practical. They made a dummy of oh, Devon Sawyer and they literally just burnt it and then added some of the fire effects oh, around sick. it. <laughs> so they literally just burnt his 
face that they've made this dummy of him. <laughs> yeah, which is probably why this film stands up with the special effects in these scenes because these are ones where I'd expect to really be looking at and go, that looks really, really fake. But it didn't. It all moved at such a like a nice face. I didn't think it looked that like no, fake or anything like that or I dated. Remember, um, and yeah. like even things like fire and stuff like that, it's quite hard to do. I know CGI and things like that. Sometimes that can look really bad, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't um, look look bad, does it? It looks very good. Um, yeah, carry on. Yeah, the um, so, but as he starts to burn and we see the plane explode, and then Alex is back in his seat, and yeah. suddenly you know he's just sat down. The table drops again. He notices it on there. He turns it back up. He's like, oh shit. And all of these little things start to come into place. And we realize if you'd watched this the first time, you might be like, well, this is a really fucking weird start to a film. But um, it's a premonition. And he didn't know what, it, like, he's suddenly like, oh my God, what's happening? He's sweating. You can see yeah, he's how sweating. he is physically. This, but the same events are starting to play out in the exact same way. He gets really freaked out, gets into a fight. Yeah. Uh, well, he doesn't get into a fight, but people start to get in a fight with him, especially Kerr. Uh, Kerr yeah, Smith, Kerr Smith. Um, um, his character is Carter. 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 How do I forget Carter? Uh, Carter straight away going into anger. The guy's got some serious anger issues. Yeah, dude's angry. Takes nothing to fucking get <laughs> that dude um, is angry. And his Terry um, is just attached to him, his girlfriend. Yeah. And they start to get into a fight. And um, Todd's brother tells him uh, as Alex and that all get kind of dragged off, the teachers end up going out with them. Todd's brother tells Todd to get off of the flight. To go and check quickly on Alex. Yeah. Um, and our main character, and Billy Hitchcock, as as ever throughout this film, always the unlucky character. He just happened to be walking onto the flight to then get pushed off in the yeah. middle of the fight with everyone else. Um, you know, and they all get off, and we've got um, we've got the two teachers to, and the security guard says, right, no, no one else is getting back onto the flight. Well, the teachers are like, well, there's 40 students yeah. still on there and we're the only two teachers. You've got to let one of us back on. They let one. She tells uh, she tells uh, Mrs. Uh, Valerie uh, Luton, Mrs. Luton, she tells the other teacher, get back on the flight. You, you know the French crap. He's talking about the French so far. So he had a good idea and they get back on. He, he gets back into the flight and then they start talking about what's happened. And then we've got Alex there and he's sat there like, yeah. Worked out, and they're like, "What the fuck's going on?" Carter is still being a complete dick and angry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Billy is still trying to get his way back to the flight because he wasn't even part of the fight. Which is, yeah, it was unfair, but <laughs> yeah. And uh, then, and then, obviously, the plane blows up, and, and then it blows up. It's such a that's such a good scene. Yeah, well, because they literally Carter is going off at him like, as if it's going to blow up, as if it's going to blow up, and then boom, and the yeah. glass shatters. And it just, it works so well. The second that they all hit the ground, I'm like, shit. And then everyone's eyes are on Alex. Yeah. It's just like, how the fuck did you know that? Yeah. And this is one of the one of the things that I, I did really like about, about the film is that not only does it take on this kind of, um, uh, oh, fuck, my, my words have gone. <laughs> not only does it take on this, this kind of story about people cheating death but then it kind of has a, a bit of a thriller aspect and i guess that's where the original x-files kind of idea came from is yeah the fbi then investigating this as kind of like almost like a terrorist incident and alex is kind of under the under the microscope a lot of it and that's yeah. something that kind of the, the 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 later films miss out on but i think this is really good as um, as alex starts to get kind of a lot of eyes on him people at the school kind of hate him because yeah. they believe he caused this. 
Yeah, the, the FBI um, investigating. Mrs. Luton literally. Luton, and that's she it. says she's scared the hell out, like stay away from me, just scare the hell out of it. Yeah, like, and she's his teacher. And I remember and she's like, her. Fuck off, like get away yeah, from me. I remember her, like I said, being this kind of maternal figure to Alex. But then watching it back, you see that she's really not. She's no, just, she's not. She's yeah. She's yeah, she's, just, she's scared. She's saying that she's also. Yeah, she, she has a lot of guilt because obviously she's she a survivor's guilt back on so as well as being a survivor. Yeah, yeah there's there's lot there's lots of there's lots of layers here, and there's lots. This is why I said it was more of an intimate kind of character take. I think, which kind yeah. of slowly dissolves away. The characters dissolve away in place of people dying. Like, yeah, exactly. best the film is about people dying. But it would be nice if you gave us a chance to give a shit about the characters before they die, and like. It's not saying that the later sequels aren't enjoyable and fun in their own like, in their own way for what they are. Yeah, but they slowly get further away from what makes a good film, which yeah. is you know to actually have some plot and some character and things like that. And this one, the way it delves into Alex, yeah. um, re- really, really does help. And we start to have, obviously, we have the aftermath. And if we start building towards, so. After the aftermath, yes, everyone's having survivor's guilt and they're feeling a little bit and we have them all go home. And But Alex starts to, he's at home and he's watching things about the plane crash on the news and that basically no one survived. Like, yeah. mean, did you see it? There's no chance. Like, you're just <laughs> looking to go, there's no chance. That yeah. thing literally in parts. Like, there was just bits of it in the air. Um, and he's at home watching that and he, again, starts to get some weird flickering messages and things like that. And then as he goes into his bedroom, you see that he's really starting to try to like already research this and he's got yeah. online books. And he's really starting to get a little bit obsessive with it. And this is one yeah. of the character things we start to see with him is that he really like, unlike some of the other ones, he very much for most of it takes it on himself. Yeah. Whereas in the sequels, we tend to get a person, at least a, a character, a partner or someone that they kind of offload onto. He doesn't do that for a little while. He does... For the first few, he very much takes it upon himself. Yeah, it's very like, internal, isn't and it? And he's he's doing like a lot of research and things like that to try and he's trying to work out what is going on. And a, and there's a good little time jump of like thirty nine or forty days, isn't there? Yeah, between it. We have the um, memorial, like we said, with Mrs. Yeah. Workman saying, you know, stay away, <laughs> stay from, away me. from me. And Todd's parents, because obviously Todd's brother dies staying on the plane. Yeah, and they don't definitely don't like yeah. it. Yeah, there is. It is nice to see that, like, the way that people react when these kind of things happen. Like, you'd think he saved, like, he saved one of your sons. Yeah, he saved... You'd think, you'd that's think what maybe he'd be a bit like that. You'd be a bit like, yeah, yeah, at least one of our sons is alive because of you. But they don't. They play in that. And weirdly, I think that that is a much more realistic approach that everyone... Because I actually don't expect people to be like it. I expect... as people tend to quite often we tend to sadly see more of a bitter side to people where they're yeah they focus more on the tragedy than they do on the you know the happiness that comes Definitely out of that one son's still alive yeah so, that maybe. one son's still alive that would be the happy part but instead they're 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 proud their main son because they do we get a good bit of idea that todd's brother is the the, the quarterback the, yeah. the 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 jock the he is the he's the one that's going to possibly go off and you're be an NFL player. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? He'll be our Captain America. Whereas yeah. you're, you're the little masturbator. Yeah, you're, <laughs> or the little, like that. you're the, the masturbator. you're the pervy kid always just yeah. staring at girls. Like, it's just yeah. watching girls. Always yeah. shitting on the toilet. He's going to be origin. Yeah, he's got <laughs> like a bad origin story. Um, <laughs> um, and, and then, then well, this is where the first because after after the few weeks, this is where the first of the of the premonitions of the the kind of all the signs maybe that other that. Character, other characters are going to start getting off. Um, 
I can't remember the exact leader, but I, I know um, Alex is kind of researching stuff, and somehow one of his paper, like a paper, it's, ends up. There's in a that. fan, a, 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 an owl. An it's owl really weird. An owl comes through his window, and he's not like spooked by it because he like looks at it for a second, and then he throws a ma- his uh, throws a paper his p- penthouse magazine. <laughs> yeah, pen- no, he's having a little look- away, doesn't he? I think it's his penthouse that he lobs. It might be his penthouse magazine. I, I think, yeah, and it gets torn by the, the thing and then down floats a bit of paper that says Todd. Yeah. And then I don't know why you'd have that reaction to an owl. I guess maybe he gets them all the time. If, I, if an owl <laughs> flew to my window over here, I'd be like, oh, shit. I'd be fascinated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess nowadays it would be like, get your Insta out. And <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> Me and owl. Yeah, yeah self with an owl. But, um, yeah. Big wigs drop by. Yeah. But, um, he throw, you know, and then we see this Todd and he runs to Todd's house. And, and Todd's it... already at, we're starting to see, we actually, I think we already start to see a scene of two of Sod. 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 Yeah, this is where Sod starts. <laughs> where Sod uh, starts. General Zod. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then this is obviously the first the first on-screen death that we get of yeah. the survivors who were supposed to die. And this one stuck with me a lot. It did, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a very, like, the way... Uh, there's also... The way it goes about it in this one is, is quite different than it does in any of the Much deaths. different. Um, because we, we get Todd going to the bathroom and he's, like... I don't know, trying to be a man, getting razor blades and yeah, trying to shave yeah, as if he, he, nick he can't quite get nicked himself. But he doesn't have anything to shave. That's why. That's get what it. I mean. So he's just double or anything. It's like he's never done it before. You think by his age he would have had to do yeah. it. By and then he's like getting the tweezers for his nose, and like all these little things. And you, uh, and again, there's the second. It's Todd. All the shitting scenes have Todd. Yeah, yeah. So he sits down at the toilet and you share. see the dial, uh, the water pressure at the bottom. The dial starts to turn. Yeah. And the water starts to see out. So unlike it being so like where someone's done something to cause the reaction, I don't necessarily think he has because he doesn't first story. It looks as if someone is literally turning it. You yeah. can't see them, and we get that. And there's also the that, shadow. The shad the shadow, and then almost kind of it's yeah. almost invisible, but it's almost like a little like a, a layer kind of like yeah. you know what I mean? the it's screen. the only what it's the only one in all the films where you get the other ones get the wind and sometimes we get a shadow, but you don't get this weird kind of effect. It's yeah, right? so as if as if death actually is there but the, you don't see it gets him. darker doesn't it yeah you and know. you get kind of yeah it, it's kind of i don't know what i don't know how to describe it but it's like it, it, it's like in, it's not invisible because you kind of get a tinted layer around yeah. you, like a little you know like a little sparkle like a filter <laughs> yeah that kind of thing and um but, yeah it starts it starts turning and the water starts to go across the floor yeah but it's going in ways that physically it shouldn't be going at times it's not always following the tile sometimes it's like as if it's literally going towards Todd. Yeah. Um, and then we get him in the bathroom and he's got, they have this weird laundry wire thing in the bathroom, which I think, uh, what I think Charlotte said to me literally so much. She's like, I wonder how, I wonder how quickly like they went out of sale of those things. Yeah. Like, someone saw that film. Definitely. The laundry wire. Because <laughs> I'd never seen like a laundry wire in a bath. I no, guess, I guess maybe in places like New York is like where there's like no space to put anything. So you'd put it in your bathroom and you'd hang on your stuff up. I guess that's why. Maybe New Yorkers tell us. But uh, the, um, but yeah, as he goes up to, as he, he kind of, I, the, the movement exactly. I can't remember the exact movement off the top of my head right now. Yeah. I just know that as he goes towards the, the shower to do the curtain, the water underneath him, and he he slips. Yeah, and then he his neck goes straight towards the wire, and the wire does a whole like flip round and round and round yeah. and round, and then catches on to behind in the shower yeah. as and also the bottle of shampoo drops, and so it's all slippery. Yeah, and he's he's choking and choking, 
this one really does one because it's played up as suicide, so it is really like you know, and it doesn't shocking. It doesn't pull away, and it's not. It's a lot of the films, particularly in the you know second onwards, a lot yeah. of the films are deaths are instant, yeah, and very gory. Whereas this one is just kind of it's really uncomfortable. It's to long watch and painful because it's long and it's painful. And, and it's a, and it's this is the, the reason I say it's different is because one because of the fact that. Um, the, the water kind of coming out seems like someone's doing it. But it also, because it plays it up as death intentionally is trying to set Todd up. Yeah. Not just kill him. He's trying to set it up like this has been laid out as a way to do it. And the reason That's you know that is because, thing. yes, we get him choking and we get his eyes, which his eyes, the blood vessels oh, in his eyes burst. That was fucking And you rough. really have to like go through like the whole death of him. And it is really like, and you can see him struggling the whole time, which is why I was surprised that you see the whole like, that it's suicide because I feel like there would be a lot of signs that he's really struggling, but I guess maybe uh well, they mentioned remorse that later, or so. But um but then the water goes back, and this is the only time yeah, the we only see time. it in the franchise as far as I'm aware, where you see that death has obviously done something and then tries to hide it. Yeah, what it's a very strange it? thing because I yeah. never remember that happening. But watching it back, I was like, shit, I need to mention that to Seb. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen in any no, of the I films that I remember. Watching them in order is the... I, this is like the first time I ever watched all of the films in order, I think. Yeah. And it literally was the first time where I went... I'd never really thought about the fact that... that, that I don't think that ever happens again. The no. first death in the Final Destination franchise outside the Premonitions deaths is one that completely... Cha- like It's the only one that does it. The rest of them don't do it like Because if the water had been there, then they would have probably ruled it as an accident. But they don't. Death yeah. all is literally is like death is trying to throw them off so they don't recognise what's happening to them. Yeah. So more people can die before Alex realises. It's a very strange. It's quite strange because Alex still does catch on pretty damn quickly from this one. He doesn't believe it straight away. No. You see him outside the house. He's kind of hi- he's he's trying to hide away, kind of thing. Um, do the parents go, do the parents come up to him and say this is yeah they do. Yeah. He goes up to it and tries to what well, and they that, they, they act like against his. Ali Larter says to. She's hiding. She's the one hiding away. behind the tree. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, get out of here, kind of thing. Um, and this is when the FBI agents um fake scolder and fake yeah. money. Shrek and Mully? Wiener or something. Like that. Mul- fake scolder and fake molder. <laughs> Shrek and Wiener. It was Shrek and Ween. It is a Shrek, Shrek and Ween. Agent Ween and Agent Shrek. <laughs> Shrek and Ween. That's our that's our main guys here. This is before Shrek the film, so uh, it wasn't weird about okay. it. <laughs> before was always he was weird. <laughs> um and um yeah so we this is when you start like they're already investigating them at the airport yeah but now they're popping up and like here he is so first it's a possible bombing and they've already decided in the airport afterwards that, okay you can go and yeah you know all those things and one thing I didn't mention was clear doesn't really have parents that she's no, she doesn't, no one she. pops up to get her yeah after that so we kind of know that she's a little bit more tragic and we know there's possibly something coming mm-hmm. um and then um yeah and then so we have his death and they're all starting to consider what the fuck like alex is yeah. starting to consider what's going on clear also seems to have a, an idea that sounds weird because she's popped up there yeah um and well alex alex and clear kind of meet up and then you know carter and his lass are driving by and then Billy is there, and the teacher's coming out of the shop, and they all kind of have that reunion, don't they, where yeah. Alex starts to then suspect that they're going to die, and that yeah. it's, something is going on. They're talking about that. I think that 
I think we have the uh, we have the he talks to kind of clear about it, and they go to the funeral parlor. Tony yes. Todd. Yeah. Because this is when they first get the idea that there's a plan. So it does happen quite quickly. They do catch on to it weirdly quite quickly. Yeah. Um, because it's Todd's body who's there because they pull. You see Todd's body lying there on the thing and yeah. as they're talking to Tony Todd and Death has a plan and you know, yeah. in that silky smooth voice that you love. I love Tony uh, Shout and, out to Tony. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's when we have him as the exposition for the film to explain Basically, what's going yeah. on. Um, and yeah, it, it does so now occur to me that because the water is of that, just Todd's death is a bit of a, a leap to suddenly go to the... Because the other ones, there's normally a death, possibly even two, before yeah, they're like... Yeah, there's a few, isn't there? But like, okay, there's a pan here. But they get to it quite quickly in this film. They kind of go, oh, I, never, I didn't really notice that. But I guess that is a little bit of a... I don't know if you get there that quickly to well, guess it is because Tony Todd kind of flames the Tony panel. Todd does, and then yeah, Alex has the premonition, yeah, and then I think Ali Lata um, so then, says that she, I guess that she's some kind of like empath or something because she's supposed to be this kind of like slightly mm. alternative, not complete, not like devoted to goth, but kind of like alternative lifestyle. She's like. I've never we've never spoke to each other at school, but I felt what you I felt, felt so, after, yeah. so I knew to get off. And then she felt something, which is why she went to Todd's. So I think these two kind of between themselves think that shit's going on. Yeah, there's we've, we've yeah we've cleared. There's a bit of a thing that never really gets played up on again. Is that she's got a little something there to yeah. kind of, but they never really play up on it, do they? No. And it's never really brought later on. Although actually, now I think about it, alternate ending. So we've got, um, uh, yes, they're outside the cat. So let's go to the next. So they're outside the calf and they're talking about all of this and how does this make sense? And just by happen, we have all of the characters appear. We have Billy Hitchcock riding down on his bike. We have, yeah. um, we have Mrs. L- Luton coming out the coffee shop. We have Carter and Terry being Carter being his car. usual dick, right? Like speeding down the second he sees Alex, as if he has to go and talk to him, even though it hasn't been like two months almost now. Yeah. So it's like, have you not said all of this stuff to you already? Yeah. Um, How many times can you blame somebody and, try and threaten to beat them up? Like and, every time you see them. Yeah. And this is that moment when Alex is trying to explain to them what is going, like what is happening, yeah. what's what they need to do, uh, what they think is going on, and obviously this is just met with more. Mrs. Luton doesn't want to hear any of it. Uh, Billy's walking over because he almost got hit by Carter because Carter basically yeah. knocks him off his bike. And Carter, his first reaction, of course, is anger. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> oh, go get you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he starts shouting and going like, off and off and off and off. And then you just see Terry there like, oh, for fuck's sake. And this leads to the next death. Which is a Terry one. is just like, for God's sake, they're all just shouting and screaming at each other about things. She's like, right, I'm not going to let this define my life. This yeah. is not, you know, I, and this is not how I'm going to die. This is not what's going to happen to me. This is not going to back. Well, she's, does she say something like, and if you, she's like saying to um, to Carter, like, if you don't, and if you can't do it, then you can just drop, drop dead. dead. Bam. Bam. Bus hits her. Bus hits her. And Slam. Then, and oh. that, by far, to me, is the most, that, to me, is the most memorable death in the film. That's the one that people literally yeah. were like, I, I like I looked in the they had a whole um I looked at some of the, the, the features and stuff like that where and it showed some of this the test screen audience and yeah. stuff like that. And it literally had the reaction to that bit and they were just this test screen audience just jumped out of there like what the 
Really? Just happened because you don't, even though you think you would see it coming, you it is so played up well between the characters all like discussing and stuff like that that you're forgetting that you almost forget that death for a second. You're forgetting that death is you anywhere. Think, you think they're safe, don't you? Yeah. And, and I because know I think maybe this is the brilliance of Todd's, Todd's death is the fact that Todd's is so hidden and so slow, and you kind of start to see that something's going to happen to him. Yeah. But when the second death is so quick and so out of nowhere, you're just suddenly like, and what that's the hell? it. And I think that, you know you get a bit of you get the you get the premonition where um, he briefly sees the the bus going past, and then when he's looking in the window, and then when yeah. he looks, there's nothing there. And you kind of don't you don't think much. I didn't. I thought okay. You know, yeah, it's freaky. You think there's gonna be, I think, because you think there's gonna be more build up because yeah. Todd's had such a build up, you think that there's gonna be more build up. So you're like, okay, bus. So we're gonna, we're gonna see something happen with a bus, but you'd probably be expecting to see the bus before it happens. Yeah. And then it just looked really so good yeah, as well. Awesome. You can see the body like burst and the blood on cars, and everyone just gets covered. And yeah. I don't just yeah, it was awesome. Man. It's such it's it's a bad it's a bad it, it literally is the one if I think of like the final the the final destination that probably drew people in the most, it would have been that as the first death they saw would have been the one. Todd's was brutal, but this was like shit. This even was though a it's shocking some, one. And it is literally even though again it is you it's, know it is accidentally dying in the bathroom. It yeah. is dying by it's getting crossing hit by the road. Bus. Yeah, it is that stuff. It's stuff that's well in broad daylight as yeah. well, whilst you're with people in yeah. the middle of a conversation. And it's it's Samuel Jackson, Deep Blue Sea, isn't it? You know. Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah, because he's it. When looking back, you know because you see how it's set up and how the yeah. camera and the composition of the scene, you know that's going to happen. Watching it back, but when you're watching it for the first time, you're thinking, yeah, Sam Jackson's getting us hyped to fucking. Destroy these shots. Oh, he's he's going into battle. <laughs> yeah, and he's dead. Boom. <laughs> it's like in South Park where they're like, you know, <laughs> you put your money in the account and it's gone. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. Like you're you're invested, just dies. And with Terry, I thought, like, I've, it's hard to watch it again and forget that it happens because it's just so yeah. it's so memorable, you know. And again, in terms of character, although he doesn't change that much, it does do a little bit of a change to Carter's character and give him a little bit more depth after she's gone. Yeah. Instead of just being the asshole that's the jock that's asshole bully that's going to die. So, yeah. Like you get a bit more to him. And it, I think it's quite good that that's the character that actually gets a bit more of a story arc in this film. Yeah. Instead of say Terry, who sadly is, is had Rick Terry. <laughs> You're, you had to die for us. <laughs> so this is uh, after seeing a news report on um, the crash, this is then followed up with him suddenly. He he sees it on the screen yeah. and he maps it out. I quite like I quite like the fact that he goes up and he, he maps out where all of that is. Yeah, it's quite a cool idea. And I think as a concept, it was a cool idea to think that this is he's actually working out. Yeah. He's actually working out how each of them died on the plane. So he's there sitting, crossing out each part, and he's literally thinking, right, you know, what order did they die in? And I think, although this is obviously again, this is repeated in the sequels and stuff like that, but for the first time. It was a really cool concept. Yeah, like the idea, like you've got to work, you're going to work out the plan to beat death. Yeah, so and it is and work out how yeah. they died part by part. And I think because in this film is, you know, I think it takes it. I like that it takes its time with it. I like that it, you know, it does seem it has a semblance of a good plot to there. And there is this idea of well, 
if Death's got a design, then trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like when he does that and he's drawing about how people died and that, I really love that. That yeah. was kind of like, I think. I like that yeah. it takes its time in this film a little So bit. do I. It, it takes its time to kind of flesh out how he's going to do it what, and what he's thinking as a character. And you and you can you can kind of see that on him, that he's starting to really overthink and get a little bit too, like not too obsessive. This is your life and death. Yeah. I understand <laughs> the obsession. But I get that it starts to take over. And he, he, he does start, as the film goes on, Alex does appear a little bit more un, uneasy, a little bit more yeah. kind of out there because you can tell it's all that's on his mind which yeah. it would be if you knew the death was coming for you and there's a way that you might be able to cheat it it's all you're going to be thinking yeah. about to be and not only that death's coming for you but that death could be in anything yeah that's the thing isn't it I is think. anything literally yeah. you just walk into your house and your lamp falls over and yeah <laughs> i mean I, I definitely was looking both ways after yeah. crossing the road looking both ways after terry this is what this is why i love i used to love i used to love this because i just remember used to love trying to come up with what could be like death sequences oh yeah i think i used to when i used to like write stories and stuff i used to love it as an exercise to think how could i like you know how could i kill you, yeah, <laughs> you. how could i kill bobby today yeah what would i do how would like how would if, I, if all of my friends were part of this scenario what kind of things would happen to kill those kind of things? Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. So that, it, it's just a thought, like, how how would that happen? How would you get there? Yeah. Um, so um, he's worked it out, and he's worked out each part, and then he gets another little signal uh, that, that some that's going to happen, like that something like an explosion is going to happen when he's going down the street because he suddenly realised he has to warn the next person and it's Mrs. Lawton. Yeah. And as he's going by, he sees the flames and you get the little ashes coming up from yeah. the guy doing his lawn and it's like it just suddenly causes a reaction and like that seems like it means something. Um, so he rushes over to her and we start seeing what Mrs. Lawton's doing and she's freaked out. She's leaving. She's quit. She's yeah. done. She wants out of here. Uh, and she's packing up her place and um, she goes to make a cup of tea, coffee, probably coffee. Probably. <laughs> it's American. It, it is more sense it to be coffee. coffee. <laughs> British people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's making that and she makes a hot, hot drink and then suddenly she freaks out and throws it away, which was a bit of weird to me. I was like, what's going, what's going on? And then it's because it's got the symbol of the school yes. on the mug. And she throws it, which I thought was a bit of an overreaction. I understand being freaked out by thing, but just the school symbol. And wouldn't you... Is, you really that, is that really that related? Just, I don't know. And wouldn't you notice the school symbol when, when, you, you, picked when you chose that mug? Yeah, it was, it was a, a bit like... a weird design choice. It was a bit direct. of a, like, to get rid of yeah. it. Um, that she, she throws it like that. It doesn't actually, that part, and weirdly enough, she does throw it away. So that actually doesn't play too much part of what she throws away. It's the muck. Yeah. So it's nice that it wasn't just throw that away and then I'm going to slip on that later. It wasn't that. It was, she gets the mug and then goes, all right, fuck the coffee. I, I need something stronger now. It's a bit of vodka. Gets frozen vodka out of the thing, gets some ice yeah. cubes, puts it in, puts it with a glass, even though the, the mug is still hot from the thing, and we see a crack in the mug. But it's a big, I'm supposed she didn't. It's a big crack. crack like, yeah. It's a big crack. That only lets out a little drops at a time, but it lets out enough that it's literally following her around the room. Yeah, which you've noticed, but for and this vodka is, I'm guessing, some good pure shit because it it's flammable. Yeah, as we find out, um, she takes it over and she lays it down on top of the computer. Yeah, 
Um, again, so with ice not really the best idea either. These p- people do sometimes play a part in their own deaths. And yeah. Oh, oh, and no, and she was uh, she was cooking. She was on the phone and she put her towel down on top of the knife. Rack. Towel on the knife. We got that one. Yeah. And as she does that, yeah. So the water stripping out of the thing into the computer. She's also got a nice layer of vodka following her all the way around the yeah. room. And it goes off and it explodes and it go and a gl- glass smack blows up and goes into, into her a neck. Jugular, yeah. And she's walking around with blood pouring out all over the place. Um, and yet she tries to get over there and then oh wait, did you did does she no she slipped because she threw it on the floor, didn't she? I she slipped onto it because I'm then sure she's she on the did. floor, isn't she? Yeah. Um and yeah, she, she gets there and when she's bleeding out, she tries to grab for the towel on top yeah. of the knife rack. And this one's a little <laughs> bit, you can see what was coming here a yeah. little bit. This one was a little bit more of one of the predictable ones, I, I thought. Yeah, and for me, this is where the, um, where in this, particularly in the sequels, a lot of the deaths then became, oh, this is, you know, a lot of red herrings and I'm, you know, yeah, a, a golf ball's rolling down something. Except and, for know. the, like, this one was a little bit of that. It was a little bit. Too much. But it's, it was the the last the final death in this film yeah. is very that and very much a symbol of what comes next, which is this like it's like it's like, it's like, ma- it's like mouse trap. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's like this is going to set off this. It's going to go there. It's going to go that, and finally, yeah. you get the mouse. So, it, so, it, except in this case, it yeah. you get bloody you castrated die. or torn yeah. apart or blown up. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, she grabs that. And as you can see, coming the knife, it pops over the knife rack, and the knives all fall on the ground and go straight into the middle of our heart, uh, into our chest. Not dead. And the FBI and people show up because Alex has been trying to warn her. He's been, he's, he's been. Oh, we, we missed the whole. He gets captured. By oh the yeah, FBI she because she got rings because she sees him and she's freaking out. We always out. miss things. She thinks she that, thinks yeah. he's a killer. Basically, yeah. I think she thinks he's a murderer. But I like I like that aspect. Of I like it. Though. It gives and also one thing, and this is something else that slowly disappears in the film is the influence that the police would be like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah. And they are a major part. In fact, it's the FBI in this one, but they are a major part of it in this one, where they are literally tracking Alex throughout the film, as I think you would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone says a premonition and saves all the people. You, the FBI or the police are going to be a bit like they're going to be wondering if you blew up that plane or if you yeah. did that or if you're going. And now that people are dying, they're going to be like that kid seemed a bit off the hinges already. Is he killing people? Yeah, kind of thing. Well, and, and it does disappear a bit as the sequels go. I mean, go this- on. I mean, this was a year before 9-11, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So I think, obviously... It definitely I, was. If this film had literally been a couple a year of... Out, a year it, after, yeah, I don't think it would have it been... It wouldn't have even been made. No, I don't think it would have been made. It wouldn't have been made. But it did show that people would start, you know, the, this whole idea of, like... Oh, God, yeah. Anyone who watched this... Anyone yeah. watched this when it was released on DVD or internationally, like, a year or so later, would have been like, holy fuck, what is this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, literally, I think it, in all of its time frame, it was lucky that it made it just before that time. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, as Alex tries to get into the house, we see Billy Hitchcock shows up as well. Like, Alex, what are you doing? Uh, outside the house, he sees him run inside the house. As he tries to save Mrs. Luton, a chair falls down and embeds the knife yeah. full into it, and she's dead. Then Alex's first reaction is to grab the knife out of her chest and pull Mate, it out, which is just a, a no major sense. bad one. Yeah, especially You're like, what are you doing? If you think that the uh, I mean, FBI in, are... in any circumstance, though, 
never pull the knife out of someone. Don't touch a knife near a dead body. Like if if you ever get impaled or anything like this, this is this is sound medical advice from ER. <laughs> never pull it out. Ah, yes. Leave it in place, otherwise you're just going to bleed out to death, whereas that might be stopping the bleeding. Thank you, so, George Clooney. So there you go, George Clooney's advice there. But the, um, but yeah, I just don't know why he suddenly just rips it out of her chest like Excalibur. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was, and then he... And then he, and then he stares at it like he's got power and then realises, no, it's just the bloody knife who's probably my murder victim because they're going to pick at me. Yeah. And uh, then he legs out of the house and it explodes. So it's a big like whoa! It's it's a it's a it's a it's a long played out one, and it yeah, ends yeah, with yeah. a big spectacular finale. Uh, Billy Hitchcock's thrown off his bike in another cl- yeah. clumsy mishap by little Billy Hitchcock. Yeah, look at the clumsy uh, mishap <laughs> of little Billy Hitchcock. <laughs> and that um, and that's when he realizes that he's got to go on the run because he's just he, obviously everyone's seen it, and he's going to get in major trouble because they're going to yeah. be like you blew up a house didn't you you killed her you killed, you killed her you, you killed your knife your handprints are all over the knife you're a fucking idiot yeah. <laughs> um and he he goes off he goes off and runs off and he um and he goes to escape to the beach yeah and this is when clear and i come looking for him to try and find him like what every time on? you say clear i keep thinking you're saying claire yeah clear claire so annoying <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a weird it's a it's weird, a weird name, name isn't it um and yeah so clear is running uh, running around trying to find him they're running to carter and then they get billy and they almost end up in a car together she goes to the beach to talk to alex you get a little moment where she talks to him about it she also tells us about the fact that her her dad died her daddy died and her mum remarried and that's why she's basically left alone because her mum doesn't really give a shit about her so yeah. she's just left to it and that's what that was a bit of I, I liked the moment because she's like, you know, my dad went to get cigarettes and, you know, and then if he hadn't, then he would have died. And then she's like, and if that's death's design, fuck death. And I was like, it's kind of a bit cringe. Like, yeah. Because in my head, I'm just thinking, like, you can't just be like, no, nah, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Michael Myers, you could be like, I'm going to get away from him and I'll be safe. You can't be like, I, I like death. I like, I'm yeah, away I, from that. Yeah. I liked I liked the death like the the, the linking to death and yeah showing like a nor- like talking about a normal everyday death just to link it to that like yeah what could be death plan but yeah I admit the the the, the death can fuck it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a strange thing it me. is it is a bit weird um so yeah they're on the beach they're on the beach there and um so this is, I could I'll link to the fact that this beach bit originally actually included a love scene okay so originally uh clear and uh, Alex made love. Made love. They, I don't think it was filmed. Made love, but it's a very implied that they <laughs> are in love and that they are thinking. <laughs> that was the original. Like that was an original part, which links to the alternate ending. So they have this loving. They're so worried even about though death. There's not and, that much built yeah, up. It's, it's like not. I mean, I, I guess it's it, it's a little bit. Go. It's good that they cut that idea out because it's playing too much into the idea. In this kind of film, it just doesn't feel natural for it to suddenly be a sex scene in the middle. Yeah, like he's, um, they're trying to run away from death and the FBI. I get that. Like, and then oh, he just we're, wants we're to we're young, nah. we're young, we're virgins. <laughs> we haven't done, we haven't done anything. We're gonna die soon. Let's let's get it on. I mean, maybe, but it just doesn't fit with the tone and the way. No, it does It's like have you have you seen uh, Cube, like the second Cube sequel, the second Cube? There's like a random scene where two characters and that just decide to fuck. In the middle of this like no, weird situation, we'll, we'll, we'll watch the cube. <laughs> um, but it's just weird, and yeah, it kind of doesn't make any sense. So I'm glad that bit was cut out. 
Yeah. Um, and then they end up in the car with Carter. Yeah. And Carter's on a proper going off on one. I'm not really sure why they got in the car with Carter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's already okay. seen, acting a bit erratic before that. But now that he's talking about the fact that they're dead and that um, he could, he's next, he's just like, oh, fuck it then. Let's yeah. go. Let's all go. He's just like, fuck it. So he, he speeds in. I like I like the sequence. Him the the this like going down the road. Yeah, a bit like of that. adrenaline. It kind of kicks it into gear a little bit more so, after yeah. a little bit of a slower moment. And they're speeding down, and they're telling them to stop and start, and they can't get out of the car. And speeding, speed, and then uh, this Alex sees a premonition of a, a train, train in the, the window. Yeah, and he says. And this is then that's also the first time that he gets something that w- would actually really help. Yeah, what it specifically is. Yeah, it gives him a little extra help. It's never really explained exactly what it is that's helping him. Yeah. Then you know the premonitions of obviously it would ruin it if they tried to go into detail like some mythic ancient <laughs> curse that catches a child every four years. Or yeah. <laughs> is why. The, but yeah, we don't need that. So don't if you're rebooting, don't 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 do that. No. <laughs> don't explain so. if it's death being like. I'm going to give him a hint, but yeah. only a little one. Yeah. And then I'm going to kill him anyway, because fuck him. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you know, don't do that. Um, but um, he's speeding down the road, and then Alex, I think it's even mentioned about, it, like, that you need to stop now. And he finally stops directly on the train track. And then you're sat there like, okay, we can see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's there, and it's like, get out. And they're, they're all quickly trying to get out of the car. Um. Billy's at the side freaking out. Uh, clear, clears at the side, and um, he's like, Carter's like, I'm not getting out. No, fuck it. Like, yeah. Fuck it. This isn't my time to go. Which, if any of the, it's not really, it's not the the idea that you can't kill yourself in death is not actually played up in the, this one at all. So we don't know if I actually would have killed him or not. But in this first film, in sequels, it's implied that you can't kill yourself. Yeah. Like it won't let you. But in this one, it's not really played up. We don't really see the train stopping, so we don't know if he. That would have been it anyway. Yeah. He would have died. He kind of shits himself, doesn't he? And he decides to get out. He shits himself the last minute. So I guess it's more because maybe it's more of a case of that he was never going to go through it. Death knew that he was going to be a scaredy cat. So he was like, you will die this way. Yeah. You're you're trying to act like you're the big man who's going to go out like this, but you're going to shit yourself the last minute and then you're going to die because you're, <laughs> you're yeah. a win. <laughs> so this is when Alex is all that he saw the tech and he, Alex runs up and tries to get him out and it's, the train is like literally right next to them as they just about, it almost doesn't look like there's no, any chance they would have got out. It looked no, like you It just blows it up kind of looks like fire. <laughs> it does. It like splits into two halves, which is a, I, I know that like for this special effect, they literally got the same car, cut it in half okay. so they can be ripped apart, which cool. is a, a sad waste of the, a nice car. Oh, wow. I, I like the car. Um, and yeah, they both managed to survive the bits of the wreckage of the cars underneath the train track. And they're all freaking out and things like that. And, you know, that Carter's, you know, it's still him. He's still next. And Billy's going, you're next, you're next, you're next, yeah. you're next. And Alex is kind of like, does this, you know, or is this a skip? Are we, is this a skip? Does, yeah. he, does, he, does he survive? And then we see the bit of the shard underneath the train. It's like, you're next, you're next. I'm getting away from you, Carter, you're next. And we see it fly off straight through the middle of Billy's head. And we see it locked off and go away. And it looks really cool. Awesome, Dad. Even the prosthetic of the top of the head looks really real. You know, it looks fit. And it's awesome. It's quick and flashy. But I got to be like, you... It does give you the idea, okay, this this piece of shrapnel is going to give you an idea of what's going on. But because you don't know if Carter's not next, you're kind of expecting Carter to be the one that gets Yeah. And then when it's Billy in the background with him, again, a bit like the Terry, it's that you can drop so dead. It's that kind yeah. of, again, it's someone else telling Carter that he's fucked <laughs> and actually Carter survives. Yeah, it was a good um, one. 
it's yeah, it's a really cool death. Um, and I think also that was probably even more built up by the fact that because American Pie was such a big hit, when this was out, Sean William Scott was actually probably the biggest actor of all of these ones. Him, but yeah, or Dev, maybe Devon, because Devon had just been in Idle Hands. Idle hands. Um, I think um, Ali Lata was uh, Clear was also in Blue Mountain State or some kind of film like that. Yeah. So she was, she was in things, but I don't think either of those, no, Idle Hands, they weren't as big a hit as No, American Pie. Pie. American so, Pie was big. Um, and I think, uh, oh, Carter was in Dawson's Creek. Nah, that was so. in Dawson's Creek. So yeah, so... This is when Alex is next, and he goes into full on yeah, this is, full yeah. on cabin fever. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I did. I really, I, like I really like the cabin fever sequence. So this is again something that doesn't happen in the other one, where the character decides to go off and try to to survive himself. I mean, I guess it's something that it would just seem like okay, well, you've done this in the first one. Yeah. But I liked the fact that they're trying to find a way to like, all right, I'm getting away from all of you. I'm separating myself out, and I'm going to beat it in this kind yeah. of so. And this is really when you get a good sense of what Alex as a character has, where he's become with his kind of like how he's going to certainly do it. But the fact that he's he's taped everything up, he's yeah. hidden everything away. He's like, you're not going to get me, you bastard. He's eating, I don't know what the frick he's eating. I should know. I always tried to work it out because he gets it. It looks kind of like slimy, but then yeah. he has all of the, he's doing this like with his mouth, which I don't know why. I always remember his character doing this with, as if there's like something like bitty in it or something like that. Because he's yeah. like doing this chewing thing with his mouth, like and it's just like it's what? very weird. It's it's almost like military rations. Isn't I don't it? know why in a horror film I'm focusing on what the dudes eat. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you eating? It was so weird. It is that? like, and I don't know why, but I feel like of all the rations I could get, I think I wouldn't go for a tin of something. I think it was so he doesn't choke. Yeah, it possibly it, so it's yeah, so it's smooth and pasty, so and he's not just gonna, doesn't you know, it's not something. like bite into a peach and he yeah, dies it dies on the stone or something <laughs> how like disappointing that. would that be yeah um and you have that nice that the fishing inside of the cupboard that he misses one yeah. of the cupboards and one uh, the tin rolls out of the bin bag into the thing gets flung across the room opens up the door and as the door opens you can see that there are a bunch of heavy like um sharp pieces of uh, metal and uh, fish hooks yeah and for some reason out of all of that he picks up one of the hooks and goes uh tetanus <laughs> yeah Which, that was a bit like no not tetanus <laughs> the giant knives that look yeah. like falling, <laughs> or you know or just those going inside of your body and like ripping yeah. you apart I, I never would have sat there and thought of all the things in that room that's going to kill me out. Oh, you just trying to catch me out with a tetanus. Uh, you sneak you slide <laughs> you sneaky <off>. death <laughs> you're trying for a long death yeah then. maybe yeah um so all of that um, and he's trying to survive, and he's doing that, and um, and then where do we go next? Where do we go next? Well, then he, think, he's he, in the cabin. Yeah, he, and he kind of thinks he he's he then realizes that he swapped dreams oh, in his premonition. He swapped seats, seats in his premonition. And he forgot to, but not that. that he didn't do it in real life. So then he realizes that Clear is next, not him. Yeah, and, and goes, that's when he rushes to Clear, where she's in her house and. Um, electric wire get, explodes outside of the house and her dog's barking outside yeah. so she wants to go and protect the dog next to the swimming pool which is breaking as well from yeah. the high winds and she rushes out there like she's thinking she's rushing out there at the same time Alex and the police the FBI are hunting for Alex yeah and you get that nice like going through the the forest and the woods and they're chasing yeah. him kind of thing which I really liked that scene I like that but I didn't so much like the kind of scene with clear to be honest hmm. It, kind of, it just, you know, because there's the bit where the swimming pool breaks as the, the uh, electric wire falls down 
and she jumps onto the terrace and then it sets on fire or something like that and i kind of i get that you know it was it's the idea that you know whatever you do to escape it it's got a plan and, it, and it's yeah. this kind of evolving plan so i get that but i don't know it just it just felt so kind of long and, and drawn out to me yeah and it seemed a bit too actiony for, it for did me. feel it felt a bit i guess what because she was in a house and she wasn't necessarily like protecting herself it did kind of feel like why are you trying to draw her out of the house why do you need to draw her out yeah can't you just kill her in a way and yeah like it, sometimes i guess they do have some of them where you're a bit like well i'm sure death could have come up soon like just with that bookcase i guess it's the idea that, that they almost have to start a chain they have to start a chain reaction yeah which isn't as again we've mentioned isn't completely there in this film in the other ones they're normally there's quite a lot of them all a chain reaction of events or someone doing something stupid and like or or poor health and safety in a building or something like yeah. those kind of things whereas in this one there's not always as many of those but this one does have a bit of the i think it's the idea she has to be drawn out by the dog that she wants yeah. to protect him. and um she and as alex is running through the forest i love the bit when he, he falls down the hill and literally like just stops yeah before the the, the 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 stick in his head that was and cool. always wondering like ah oh, that would have looked awesome if someone yeah. actually died that way it just dies yeah and he even gets like he even drowns almost drowns at one point when the trees yeah. crash down on him and he's having a hell of a time he's having to go across on the boat and he's literally having to yes. go on this little journey to get to it it's a bit like i did how far away like he literally was completely secluded in this yeah. area <laughs> um although the fbi still managed to almost get him like well, just before he ran out claire tell him where the someone tells where he is i think i'm sure somebody know. tells the fbi where he is i can't remember if we see anyone tell them that. i'm sure we do does she for I, a reason maybe it might be clear um and as he gets there obviously clear's got into the car she's trying to like get out of there reverse out of there after she's secured the dog and then the electric wires are hitting towards the car yeah and we've also got the little setup with the gas canister that's inside and it Explodes and goes under the car, yeah. And you're like, oh shit, okay. And now the electric is pulsing through the car, so obviously she's safe as long as she doesn't touch any way to exit the car, basically. Yeah. Um, and this is when Alex arrives with the FBI hot on his tail and says that the you know, if I basically if I sacrifice myself and I die, that he thinks well, that's how events will end, that's how they'll yeah. stop the chain. Um, so he uh grabs. The electric wire as she's meant to like escape before it explodes and just as the fbi arrive and he kind of gets shot backwards into the yeah as it explodes he gets shot backwards into the thing just the explosion actually helps him survive yeah somehow he gets thrown back uh clears okay there and she's with him and um and yeah that is how apparently they believe that they've managed to escape their death yeah now alternate ending yeah in the original alternate ending and this is the original version they did with the uh that they showed to the test screen audience the one that was written yeah so originally the film was meant to be a bit more sentimental a bit more existential it was meant to have a bit more of a big question it wasn't meant to ed end on such an ominous or you know just basically dreaded ending um even though the the new ending of this is much better <laughs> yeah so in the original ending we have um we basically have the part with uh we have a scene earlier on that was cut out after they made love they fuck so basically while he was in the cabin it would have been a scene around then clear's pregnant 
Okay. So in a couple of days, somehow, you know, it doesn't normally happen. They're quite like, you know, even finding out quite like quickly. But she's pregnant and she yeah. there's a scene with her from the pregnancy test. In the final scene, it plays out the exact same way, except Alex dies. Okay. Alex literally gets burnt as just kind of like the premonition death. So he, he literally burns. The second he grabs them, he basically just bursts into flames and he burns. Yeah. And he dies. So he sacrificed himself for it. But that's not what stops death. What stops death is the birth of new life. The little Baba. The new Baba. The yeah. Baba is new life. And we get then we get this long played out epilogue where she goes and um, uh, she kind of has this kind of gust of wind come in like as if it's death, but she actually sees it like her little... Yeah. And she says that it's like, Dad, that's da- that's your dad. And it's like saying it's Alex. And we have okay. a whole giving birth sequence and things like that. And then she goes to the memorial and Carter's there at the memorial with um, with Terry's name and they've added all the extra names onto yeah. the memorial like he wanted to in an earlier scene, cut yeah. it in there. Which is when they all met up, and um, she basically comes over and she gives a very similar speech to she does to Carter in the original uh, ending, yeah, uh, about the plans and things like that, and that we've just got to keep living. And then we have a whole in part of the film in Final Destination, there is this scene where when they're at the memorial, they see this like leaf fly down, and that yeah. is in the original. Well, that plays up again where the leaf kind of flies right towards them and then flies off towards screen as if it's like that's Alex. He's yeah. a leaf now. <laughs> I am a leaf. <laughs> I am a leaf. Bye-bye. Um, and that was the ending. So it was a much different ending. Yeah. And it was meant to play at this question that, you know, the death and things like that, but the way you can intervene is through new life, which is played up a little bit in the sequel. Line. Yeah, definitely, which we'll talk about. But it's thrown week. out in this one. Yeah. Uh, they throw out. So this was one of those, this is the importance. There's a whole thing on the importance of test screening for this film. Because they watched the film and they said that people absolutely loved it. The reactions were amazing, but they were looking at the uh, they were looking at those scenes where clear the the love scene, the pregnancy and things like that, and they were just like that was a shit ending. Yeah, <laughs> like this was a good film, but they they really hated the fact that Alex died. They didn't like that. Well, he's, he's, I mean, he's he's a he's a good character. He's a good character. I don't think it was totally that, but I think they were just disappointed with the way he just suddenly just burns up and then it's like that's it. Yeah. And then there's this whole long, slow five minutes of birth and life and existential yeah. questions. And it's like they're trying for something new, which might have worked great in an X-Files episode Definitely, to yeah. give it an ending, but not in the film like this, that it is. It just suddenly, and, and the audience said, we really hate Carter. Why didn't Carter die? Yeah. So they don't really get this whole, that they get a story arc and they kind of maybe yeah. brings us up back. So then we go into what was the original ending, which is they're all going back to Paris. Carter, Clear, and Alex, they all go to Paris. They're all having a talk about what it is at a table in Paris. They're all having a beer. They're all enjoying themselves. You get a few ominous little signs that something's not quite right. Some people passing by, a bus going past. You get a certain lager company, which pops up, a beer company that pops up several times in all of of the sequels. Um, And then you see on the top of the bus as well that it's bus 180. Yeah. And um, they start talking and Alex can't let it go. He's like, but what if this and what if that? And they're like, let it go. We've got to move on now. Like people have died. We broke the cycle. You broke it by sacrificing yourself, by kind of dying and being brought back. You kind of broke that cycle. We're done. And then we kind of see things start to play out. Alex really gets a premonition. He sees the bus again. Yeah. And he really starts and he tells him to get away from him because he still assumes that he would be next if this was a certain pattern. Um. 
And we see it. The bus goes by. It, it, it clips. It clips. Her, and this is the first time we have a whole like it clips him. A bar goes up. Yeah. We have a canister roll down the bar. <laughs> it goes through there. We see. We see it hits her and goes. And then the bar goes up and breaks the wires on a sign. And that sign then comes crashing down. And on the sign, it actually has 180 on the sign. Yeah. Um, and it comes flying down. And as we think that this is Alex's time, Carter comes in and saves Alex. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like you lucky son of a bitch. And then he's like, who's next? And then we see the sign coming back down yeah. behind him and cut to black, which is, if you watch the alternate ending, it is such, it just works so well with the film. Like the other ending just didn't. And this one just, it worked. It is an amazing, it leaves you on that high note. And that's what they wanted to do. They said it was like a roller coaster that went up, 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 up and then crashed at the end. Yeah. Like it just didn't work. And then this bit just leaves you on this high. Like, oh my God, what the fuck? That was so yeah. clever. It goes past, but it cut. You're forgetting, Carter. It's coming back for you, mate. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's such a good ending. And I think it, it, it has that thing of you can never truly escape death. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It, and, it does leave it on that ominous note, which obviously the other one did wasn't going to. It was going to leave yeah. it like you can escape death. You just need to bring new life into it or something like that. Which is is good. <laughs> and and the franchise as a whole does sometimes feel like later on as like as we go on, it does sometimes feel like it gets a bit stuck in that hole that everyone basically has to die. And it yeah, of, it, it does after a while start to give it a slight pointlessness. Like you feel a bit pointless yeah. sometimes with it, I guess. Um, but as this one goes, it was such a it was just such a cool ending. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it was the first one, so it had, it didn't have anything kind of weighing it down. It didn't have any expectations on it. It it could kind of create its own, its own stories. And the thing of it going forward is that, you know, for me, I do, I love that it's, it's that repeating theme of death is omnipresent. You know, yeah. death has always got to get you, and you you're never truly safe. And I quite like that it does end on that slightly cynical. Um, yeah, and it's quite. It is quite. It, it whilst it's not overly depressing, it's quite a bleak ending. You yeah, know? and when you compare it to the second one, um, which I preferred, um, I used to prefer, but then watching it back, I yeah. definitely prefer the first one. I definitely, as, as we'll go on next episode, is about yeah Final Destination two, but um, it definitely was. I did think I remembered preferring the second one to the first one. And it was, as I came back to it, I remembered, oh shit, actually, this one is much more layered yeah. in texture. And there's a lot more story and plot here than there is in the second one. But there's more in the second one than there even is in the, you know, the, next, <laughs> the, the next one. Them, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, I think it really, uh, this one I feel it is a forgot, it's quite like, it does sometimes to me feel like the forgotten one though, because I remember a lot, much more people getting into it around the second one. Yeah. I remember more people seeing the third one and getting more excited about them later in the film. Yeah, definitely. Than earlier. And I do think it is a bit of an underrated gem, I think, this one. Yeah, it, and it, and it stands on its own as a, uh, if you were just to watch if the first one, yeah. you could watch it as an enjoyable kind of standalone story. Yeah, definitely. You don't you don't need any of the sequels. It never needed, and I don't think it was as with that original ending. It was never actually planned no. to have any sequels. It was a one and done kind of thing. Um, but then you know people come and knock in, and they got more <laughs> ideas. I mean, when you make like a hundred and thirteen million or whatever <laughs> it is, people are gonna come and knock in. They're gonna be happy with that. Um, so yeah, so um, 
that was kind of our talk through overview, maybe a little bit longer than we expected to talk through Final Destination. Yeah, particularly uh, the first one. Um, and like, because this is part one of a five part perspective, which we're going to bring to you over the next five weeks. Yeah. Um, so st- stick with us. Um, <laughs> but it is it is it's very strange to think about because the films just just carry the same plot line. Yeah. So I mean, today we we were able to go into it a, a lot more because this is this is obviously the first in the film, and you know we won't be going into so much of you know the story beat by beat within the next films. No. But we'll be looking at it and how the you know how the series has changed and kind of our our just our it's, general yeah, thoughts. It is it, the rest, retrospective is not for us to totally just go through every scene by scene. With this one, it was very much setting the groundwork, wasn't it? Yeah. But, the other ones, there's not nearly as much. And as we're talking about, there was lots to go and dig about character in this one. And trust me, once we get to say the fourth one, that's not <laughs> The fourth one will be about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so these will get shorter probably as they go through. So even though it's five parts, this one's more our normal time. Future ones will be shorter than we normally do, but they are weekly episodes. Yeah. So we'll be coming at you for the next five weeks. We're um, coming straight at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if if you, if you've enjoyed this episode, then uh, please hit subscribe. Let us know uh, your thoughts on the first Final Destination film. Uh, what you remember when it first came out? Your favorite death? Thoughts on the series just in general? Um, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH Podcast. And if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. It always helps. And we will see you guys next week. Goodbye.